We take a look at some senior bowl standouts from this past weekend, and then we continue our positional series by kicking off our look at the wide receiver position today on the Locked On Bucks podcast. Let's dive in. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, hosted by me, James Yarko, and of course, David Harrison. We're both writers for SB Nation's BucksNation.com, free and available on all platforms. Thank you for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. And when we're not here, you can find us on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, at Locked On Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Like James said, we thank you for making the Locked On Bucks podcast first listen or view every single day. Today, we are brought to you by GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Antoine Winfield Jr. using the promo code TOUCHDOWN to score in the Pro Bowl. James, drafted a couple years ago by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Did you know that 41% of the 2021 NFL draft class came from Mobile, Alabama, by way of the Reese's Senior Bowl, James? I did not. Now, you, you watched the game, James. I mean, plenty of talent on hand in Mobile, Alabama. In fact, I did I did 10 standout players for SI.com from offense or from, from the national team. I also did 10 for the American team, so that's 20. And then I also did six standout players total, three from offense, three from defense for BuckStage.com. And still, in, in all of that standout article writing business, didn't encapsulate all of the talent that was on the field in Mobile. You watched the game on Saturday as it went down. Who stood out to you the most? Uh, I got to stay close to home, right? We we know where I'm located here in, in Southwest Ohio. I got to go with Kobe, uh, Kobe Bryant, the corner from University of Cincinnati. He was phenomenal all season long. And then, of course, he continued to show that at the Senior Bowl. He's a nice, big, physical corner, six foot one, 200 pounds. Um, you know, he can go up against pretty much anybody you want him to go up against. There's still some things that need to be worked on, developed a little bit, but overall he's got the raw talent and the raw tools to make a really, really good NFL corner. So I don't know, maybe my eyes gravitated a little bit more towards that, that black helmet with the white C on it, just because I followed the Cincinnati Bearcats and their improbable run all year long. But I really, really like what I've seen out of Kobe Bryant all year long, including this past Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, full disclosure, look, when when NCAA football was was still a thing uh, that existed on, in video game land, I used to take the Cincinnati Bearcats as my team uh, that I would take and rebuild and recruit for and turn into a national powerhouse. And then once Luke Fickle left Ohio State and went to Cincinnati, I became a Bearcat fan. So good to see so many uh, Bearcat repre- representatives there at the Senior Bowl. Uh, and Kobe Bryant was one of the best voted, uh, according to the opposition side, wide receivers voted as the best defensive back of the week of practices. So that's a huge compliment because, again, it's voted not by your peers, but by your competition. They're the ones picking you out from uh, from the from the from the from the pack. So the only thing that really stood out as, as a potential negative, and, and it's a very small negative, is the fact that Kobe just he seems to open up very very early. I'm going to give a hat mm-hmm. tip to Eric Crocker of the Locked On NFL Draft and Locked On San Francisco 49ers podcast, former NFL and AFL uh, defensive back cornerback. So obviously, of the crew in Mid Mobile, we're all looking at Eric and kind of picking his brain 
on cornerbacks. And he pointed out after day one that the only thing he didn't really like about Kobe is that he opens up too quickly when he's defending guys, especially in press, especially in man coverage. And that was something that I looked for on day two. And he does. He, he does it, which means it's just a little bit less physical from time to time at the line of scrimmage, especially when you're playing up in press. But you know what? It didn't impact his ability to stick with those guys. You mentioned how he can uh, cover pretty much anybody on the field. That was evidence throughout the practices and then again in the game. So obviously, James, a lot of people talking about the quarterbacks coming into Mobile this year for good reason. Uh, six of the top seven or so quarterbacks that are going to go in this year's NFL draft were on hand in Mobile, starting off with Kenny Pickett, who most people have as the number one quarterback in this class, obviously the top guy entering Mobile. And even with all of the small hands, double-jointed thumb, you know, wearing gloves, not wearing gloves, conversation, I will say that Kenny Pickett didn't really present anything on the field this week that would make you kind of stop and say, oh, man, I didn't know he could do that. But he also didn't do anything to take away from his stock. So while he's not going to come out of the, of, the, of the Senior Bowl as one of the more exciting prospects and names people are talking about, it's not because he did anything poorly. It's because he basically did everything exactly the way you kind of expected him to, which if you have a high evaluation on him, really is just going to make you all the more confident in your evaluation. A quarterback who made a lot of money, I think, in my eyes anyway, is Malik Willis. I think Malik Willis, by and large, probably came into this thing as probably the third quarterback, on third or fourth quarterback on most people's list behind uh, Sam Howell from North Carolina, who was also in Mobile, and Matt Corral of Ole Miss, who was not in Mobile. I think after the week that, that Malik Willis put together, James, a quarterback from Liberty, He's got to be two or three on most people's lists. The only thing I would say about Malik is I still view him as if you're looking for a guy to draft this year and start this year, I still think that he's probably the third or fourth guy in that list. I think Kenny Pickett, the most NFL ready. I think Matt Corral, probably number two. I would put Malik Willis over Sam Howell, but I think a lot of people like uh, Sam Howell's level of, of experience. And then the fact that he did so well with guys like De'Ami Brown Michael Carter and, and, and so on and so forth on his team in North Carolina the year before he lost so many of them to the NFL draft. Personally, not that high on uh, on on Sam Howell, but my favorite player of the entire preceding James, Christian Watson, wide receiver out of North Dakota State University. I spent all week kind of messing with Croc, but also kind of not messing with him, telling him that, you know, you look at what the Cincinnati Bengals did. They go out, they get Jamar Chase to bring him to Joe Burrow and say, look, here's not only do we have some weapons for you, but here's Jamar Chase, your wide receiver uh, from college to help you have so much success. Christian Watson, for those who don't know, in 2020 uh, was Trey Lance's number one wide receiver in North Dakota State. Christian Watson, uh, no, everywhere in the field, short game, intermediate game, deep ball. I mean, quick off the line, off a of press, uh, you know, eating up zone. I mean, the dude caught everything. On day two, there was, there was rain uh, throughout the entire practice, James. That dude, no gloves, caught everything. Contested 50-50 balls caught everything like I'm so in love with that dude as a prospect whether the Buccaneers bring back Chris Godwin or not I want them to go after Christian Watson in fact I just want to cover Christian Watson so I want Washington to also target Christian Watson like I just want him on a team that I get to talk about on a consistent basis that's how excited I'm but not not a day one guy uh you know what I mean I don't think he's going to climb up uh that high but actually that fits and, and fills in for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers even more not an Antonio Brown type you know, I mean, there are some guys who are there, like like uh, Calvin Austin, third out of Memphis. Uh, he's one of those types of guys. But Christian Watson, a guy who does a little bit of everything and just a, a baller and a playmaker that I think any NFL team would be fortunate to have on their roster. Well, you know what's going to happen, right? You want to cover him, so that means he'll end up going to, like, the Saints. Yeah, go to New Orleans Panthers, or Dallas. That's what's going to happen. Or, or Dallas <laughs> or, or Philly. And so you'll have to talk about how great he is while he's going up against the team that you cover because that's just what happens. It'll be Michael Thomas all over again. That 
New Orleans is going to end up with Olave, and Dallas is going to end mm. up with Watson, and mm. your entire world is going to crumble. I'm just going to retire. I'm just going to go <laughs> in the land of retired former podcasters, and and that'll be the end of my story in, in media. So, um, a lot of a lot of good things. And James, I mean, there's no way like we we would have to do a week full of Senior Bowl episodes sure. uh, in order to get all of the all of the guys who did really well. I mean, the tight end group super talented. Uh, some good line play. I mean, offensive lineman, defensive lineman. Like, and I messaged you actually this during towards the, towards the, the latter part of the week that every area that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need to fill in in the NFL draft, as far as we can foretell, uh, has talents. And, and and this is a very good year to need what the Buccaneers need, except for starting quarterback in the NFL in the NFL draft. That's the only one you can't find, uh, in my opinion. But uh, so so watching the players, getting to connect with a lot of the locked on personalities, or another favorite part of the week. Uh, James, for me at the Reese Senior Bowl, was the swag bag we got, including a 20-ounce Yeti and a bag of candy, all of it delicious, none of it healthy, which means I was very happy to get back to my Airbnb, crack open the Built Bars. This is the time of year that most people have pretty much given up on their New Year's resolutions. If you're one of those people, you're not alone. Don't worry about it. But this year, sticking to your resolution of eating right can get back on track thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because you're going to actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried Built Puffs? My mother-in-law is visiting right now. Never tried a puff in her life before that, uh, before she got here. She has done nothing but basically raid my stock of Built Puffs. She's absolutely in love with them. If you haven't missed, or if you haven't, you're missing out uh, on Built Bars, the best tasting protein bars on the market. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% chocolate, just like all Built Bars are. Puffs are a fan favorite with incredible flavors like cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorite. Strawberry is one of my favorites. All Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Yes, Puffs included 100% real chocolate, low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with Built Bars. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15, 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again for making the Locked On Bucks your first listen or your first view every single day. It's Super Week brought to you by Get Upside, and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in L.A. all week covering the big game. James, the Buccaneers got close to getting back to the big game, fell just a little bit short. They're going to try again next year. They're going to reload, as Bruce Arians like to say, uh, to get back to the big game, and they're going to do so thanks to uh, or they're going to do so with the help of some few, some talented players that they will keep on roster. Last week, we dove into quarterback options. And look, we, we actually intended to go over like four quarterback options, but there are so many that we actually ended up going over, what was it, seven, I think, quarterback replacement options. Yes, like that. And we didn't even hit them all. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is out there. Jameis Winston is out there. And I mean, you never know. They could also go, they could also bring in a Blaine Gabbert, draft a Malik Willis and see if they can develop him. That's a little bit on the on the further stretch of the side, uh, I think. But so many options out there for quarterbacks. And when you look at the wide receiver group, the guy that the guys that this quarterback, whoever it is, is going to be throwing the ball to, the Buccaneers already have kind of a good head start, right? They got Mike Evans under contract for 2022. Scotty Miller is coming back. Tyler Johnson is still on the roster. Jalen Darden, not a, such a strong finish to the season, right? But hopefully maybe just hit a, a rookie wall, kind of a freshman slump, maybe comes back stronger. Now he knows how to be a pro a little bit more. Uh, gets a little bit healthier during the during the regular during the offseason, comes in ready for that second year stretch. Uh, Cyril Grayson, a late you know treasure that they found, unfortunately lost to injury. Uh, pending free agents on this roster, Brashad Perryman, who I would love to see them bring back 
John Brown, we really didn't get to see anything of him. So, I mean, who knows what happens? Maybe he comes back. And then, of course, most importantly, James, Chris Godwin. And I got to be honest with you. I love I love me some Chris Godwin, CG12, you know, 12 season, all that stuff all day. I'm in the camp of the things that Tom, you know, uh, it, once he's officially retired, shout out to Evan Klosky, who pointed out that he never actually said the word retired, um, <laughs> that if Tom doesn't come back officially, uh, that CG should go back to the number 12, uh, given the opportunity. But I'm not sure James and Chris Godwin comes back. And listen, it's not it's not any shade to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? It's it's not anything negative about the Bucs. But the bottom line is there's really not a wide receiver playing big-time high school football, big-time college football, going to the Senior Bowl, the Shrine Bowl, the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl, whatever, with aspirations going to the NFL that says, you know what? Like if you ask them, we, we talked to a lot of prospects this week, this last week, James, and when you ask them all, what is your goal? What is your goal in the NFL? doesn't matter. Wide receiver, running back, quarterback. None of them sit there and go, man, I'd love to be a number two. <laughs> like I would just, I would just like Ryan Griffin, man. That is my dude. Like I'm just, that is my, that is my idol. And now don't get me wrong. Like Ryan Griffin's probably not sitting at home going, oh man, poor, woe is me. Like there are a lot worse jobs you can have than being, I don't know, an emergency quarterback really for the, for the majority of your career, getting paid pretty good money to do it. But Chris Godwin, bottom line is didn't go through Penn State wanting to be a number two receiver. He didn't go into the NFL wanting to be a number two receiver. We kind of had this conversation. That could be a motivation for him to leave. And I'm not saying it will be, and I'm hoping it's not. But as much as the Buccaneers fans love Chris Godwin, as much love as he gets within the Buccaneers media circle and those local, and he does get some national love as well, you have to admit, similar to what Levante Davis has gone through in his career, the opportunity to go be the guy, especially when you're talking about some of these like more historic type of programs, to the chance to go be the number one target without a doubt, beyond question, not just in the fan base or whatever, or on a game to game basis is very, very alluring along with the dollar signs it brings to these, some of these teams that have a lot of cap space. Yeah, I, I agree with you from, from that aspect there. I'm sure there is a desire that Chris Godwin, even though you and I consider him, you know, a, a one, a to Mike Evans one, um, you know, if he wants to go out there and he wants to be, a team's Mike Evans or a team's Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson or Stephante Adams. Devontae Adams. Stephon he, Diggs, I think, is a really good comp. I think Stephon Diggs, obviously, uh, faster, I think, than Chris Godwin is at top speed. But, I mean, both those guys do literally everything you can ask in a passing game. Exactly. So if he wants to be that guy and he wants to be the star receiver on, on a team, He's going to get that opportunity. The question is, how important is that going to be for somebody like Godwin? Is he going to yeah. take a look at a place like the Jacksonville Jaguars, where there's a, a new head coach and there's a young quarterback and there's a young uh, defense, but there's a lot of struggles. There's a big uphill climb. Does he want to go get broken off with a team like Jacksonville that has $60 million in cap space to be their number one? Mm-hmm. Or is he going to say, you know what? I'm cool with being the 1A to, to Mike's one, and we're going to have some success here in Tampa. You, know, you, you kind of have to weigh those options, right? You can, you can go play for Philadelphia. They have plenty of cap space. You could go play for Baltimore and, and be there with Lamar Jackson to be the number one there. Probably not going to get as much money as you would with Philly or with Jacksonville, but those options are there. But I think in terms of what he's built in Tampa, what kind of success this team could still have depending on the quarterback situation and how they address that, I think that's going to weigh into his decision a little bit, but it's certainly not out of the question at all to say, you know what, I got my ring, now I want to go get my bag. 
yeah. uh, regardless of who that's with. Yeah, I mean, if you look at some of the teams that are in the top top tier of salary cap space this year, you got the Miami Dolphins, who you mentioned, you know, they, they need a number one uh, wide receiver, especially with a guy like Tua Tungvaluwa uh, playing quarterback. Los Angeles Chargers, I don't imagine they're going after a big-name wide receiver, but, I mean, look, Keenan Allen is getting up there. I don't think Mike Williams uh, is necessarily a number one guy, per se. You you put him in there with, with Austin Eckler hopefully being healthy and Justin Herbert. I mean, that's a pretty good uh, one-two punch there. Jacksonville Jaguars, like you already mentioned, of course, uh, a, a, a huge possible target. And then the Jets. I mean, the Jets have to be looking for a guy that they can pair up with Zach Wilson for the long term. Um, if they don't. Go. Yeah, I mean, if they don't, then Coach Sala may not have a job there for much longer. And I love Coach Sala, so I want to see him be as successful as possible without overcoming, you know, the teams that I cover. So that being said, there's a lot of reasons. And in, in no way, shape, or form are James or I even saying that we think Chris Godwin is going to leave. I think all we're really trying to do is bring up to the surface the fact that I don't think it's a slam dunk because maybe a lot of people kind of a lot of people kind of assume right. that it's like, well, as long as the Buccaneers are willing to pay him, he's going to come back. Well, that's, that's not necessarily true for a multitude of reasons. And when you look at Chris, when he arrived to Tampa uh, again, something, James, that we talked about earlier in the week, um, how much he was praised for being more mature, being being more kind of mentally stable uh, than a lot of people. It takes a lot of players a few years to kind of realize the business side of things and to kind of emphasize that business side of the of the game over the play side of the game. If Chris is ahead of his of, of the curve, there, this could be a situation he chooses to leverage because the Buccaneers, no matter what, cannot salary t- or uh, franchise tag him for a second year. And if I'm Chris Godwin, James, honestly, unless it's just Tampa or bust via Cam Brate, like taking that approach, what I, I would love, I would love to find out that Chris Godwin told his agent, "I don't care what's happening, agent, you keep me with the Buccaneers. That's all I want." I, I would love to hear that uh, coming from his camp. But if not, I think the quarterback situation has a lot to do with it. So we may not know exactly what Chris Godwin's intentions are until the Buccaneers kind of figure out where their uh, where their direction is with the quarterback. Because again, would you rather go to, I don't know, the Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts or would you rather stick with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and uh, I don't know, Malik Willis? Like it's it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Do you tough it out for a year with Kyle Trask and then maybe get a, another quarterback there? The Bucs pull off some sort of major you know, shocking trade and they get themselves a Russell Wilson or a Deshaun Watson. I think that makes it a little bit more of a slam dunk. Right. Uh, that Godwin returns because this team, like I said, it's still built to win. Um, and they can do so as long as they address the quarterback position in the right way. But either way, David, whether he stays, whether he goes, Chris Godwin is about to have a whole lot of extra cash in his pockets. Now, one way our listeners can have some extra cash is with a handy little app. So listen up, Bucks fans. Of course, James Yarko with Locked On Bucks talking about an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back don't pay full price at the pump anymore get cash back using get upside just download the app for free and use promo code touchdown for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a year in cash back and there's no catch the cash back gets added right to your account and you can cash out anytime to your bank account your paypal or you can redeem it for an e-gift card for places like amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the free GetUpside app. 
Wrapping things up here on a Monday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison on Twitter at jarko underscore bucks at dharrison80 dose. And David, we are going to Godwin. Obviously, he's the key guy. We're we're starting off this wide receiver thing with with in house candidates, just like we did quarterback. And you mm-hmm. and I, as we get deeper into the week, we'll talk about a couple of free agents. We'll talk about some draft prospects that we really, really like. But let's try to put this in perspective a little bit. We're going to throw, and I know it's difficult to do, and I didn't prepare you for this, so that makes things a little bit more difficult. We're going to throw the quarterback situation out the window, okay? We are approaching this regardless of who is at quarterback. So you can do like mm-hmm. a little average in your head of, all right, well, if it's Russ – or if it's Deshaun, if it's Rodgers, that's a 10. If it's Kyle Trask, that's probably a 6. Whatever the case may be, you can you can do the quick math in your head. But on a scale from 1 to 10, what are the odds that Chris Godwin returns? Are we talking a 1 like Antonio Brown shirtless dancing off the field, I'm out of here, deuces? Or <laughs> a 10 as in my name is Mike Evans and I will do any and everything to free up money and help out this team salary cap situation. And I'm a Buccaneer for life kind of situation. I'll go first, give you time to think it over a little bit. I'm going to say a six and that's kind of my average of taking everything into account. You know, his Chris Godwin's projected market value, according to spot track right now is $18.1 million in an average annual value. So the Bucs are going to have a hard time paying that. As long as Spytech and Jason Light are there to work the numbers and, and work their magic, as long as they're in the building, I have faith that they can figure these things out. Like we mentioned in the last mm-hmm. segment, there's Jacksonville that needs a number one. Miami needs a number one. Philadelphia needs a number one. There are teams that need a number one that can pay for a number one. So you take that into account, take the question mark uh, you know, surrounding the rest of the team, the cap situation, and more importantly, who's under center, all that under, into account, I say there's about a 60% chance that we see Chris Godwin return in pewter and red. Yeah, I think I put I put the number at 70. I think that Chris uh, wants, I yeah, I, I think Chris wants to stay in Tampa. Like I just, that's just the feeling I get uh, about it again. You know, these are the times like they're, they're not going out there and telling any of us uh, exactly what they're thinking or exactly what their priorities are. But I think, uh, that Chris Godwin wants to stay in Tampa. I feel like, you know, the bond that he's created with Mike Evans and, and and all that stuff. I think it's it's also important to remember that sticking around and, and depending on who the next quarterback is, right? You know that Bruce Arians coming back means the team is going, they're going all in, right? That's it, it's kind of like a Los Angeles Rams situation. Like I wouldn't be surprised to see this team ship three first rounders for a Russell Wilson or something like that. Cause honestly, BA is not going to be here to to answer for those first round picks being missing. Uh, down the road, right? But then you also look at Jason Light. Jason Light has more career left ahead of him than than you know than than people expect Bruce Arians to have. And uh, Jason is, is a GM who's been through some down times, some struggling times, and he's not going to want to go back there. So you at least have someone at the helm of decision making within this franchise who has seen what it takes to build a winning roster, has seen kind of the dynamic that you need to, to build within an organization, and has already proven that they're willing to do what it takes to get the job done, whether that be fancy contracting or trading or talking a guy out of retirement, whatever it is like, that's, that's the kind of leadership you have. And I almost kind of, you know, I kind of go back to, to advice that I've given other people in, in making professional decisions sometimes is don't use geography. Right. So you talk about like Philadelphia Eagles are, are a team that come up a lot. Why? Cause Chris Godwin's from Delaware and he grew up not that far geographically speaking 
from Philadelphia. Does that matter? It matters more to some people than it does to others. You know what I mean? Uh, I talked to uh, I talked to a Penn State DB at the Senior Bowl, James, who grew up in the DMV. He was from Maryland, had a scholarship offer uh, to Maryland, but he went to Penn State because they have a better program and could better prepare him for an NFL career. He said, you know, if he got drafted by Washington, maybe that would be kind of the sign that it's time for him to return home, and he would love that opportunity. So it means something to him. Other guys are like, yeah, you know, I grew up there, but whatever, I'll go play wherever they want. Like, you know what I mean? So, it, again, it's it's an individualistic type of thing. I feel like Chris would like to continue his time in Tampa, continue to, to build the success that he's found there, uh, and continue to do it with guys like Mike Evans, and, and basically almost show that no matter who the quarterback is, we're going to be a successful receiving core because we're good, not just because of the Tom Brady effect or whoever is, is at the quarterback. Full disclosure, I wanted to go 7 out of 10, but I chickened out and thought it was <laughs> too high. So I, I officially changed my answer to 7 yeah, out of 10. We are, we are a 100% pro Chris Godwin podcast that is 70% sure that he is coming back <laughs> to the team that, that we cover. Um, with that, David, uh, you know that's that's going to about do it for this episode. But like I said, we're going to be talking about some other free agents. You know, you got to look behind door number two, especially if Chris Godwin leaves. Plenty of options out there in terms of free agency and the draft. And of course, later on this week, I'll be joined by Evan Klosky. We are going to talk about potential uh, you know wide receivers, and then we're also going to talk about tight ends this week. Probably you know one one or two shows talking about tight ends. Uh, because there's another position along with the uh, the running back position. They only got one. There's only one on the roster right now, and uh, so we'll we'll do the same thing for them. But David, uh, let's just hope that Chris Godwin stick. Can you imagine what Ross Jackson's going to do to us if Chris Godwin goes to the Saints? If Chris Godwin goes to the Saints, that's not happening. If, that's not happening. That's not if, happening. If Godwin goes to the Saints, we're gonna work the Locked On Bucks podcast will be on bereavement for about. I'm not years. even like I'm not even like all into the whole rivalry and trash talk. Like I see it, I enjoy it, I think it's funny. I don't get angry at another fan base or whatever. But like, no man, no. It would it would that would be the ultimate in working the cap though, right? Because they're like seven hundred ninety four billion dollars yeah. over the cap. I think the New Orleans Saints are gonna take about two years, sign some very cheap contracts. Draft some rookies that probably have a like. I could see them drafting Malik Willis because they're like, yeah, we're probably going to suck for a couple of years anyway. So that gives you time to become a really good quarterback. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I, I don't think we see the Saints make a lot of big moves for probably the next couple of years. I even I even look to see if if the Falcons would be an option for Godwin because obviously he would be the number one there. They're like seven million dollars over the cap, and I'm like, how? With what? Why? How? What? Yeah. Yikes. All right, with that, David, we are going to get out of here, but we want to thank everyone for making today's episode of the Locked on Bucks podcast your first listen or first watch of the day. Make sure you come back tomorrow as we continue our discussion on the wide receiver position. If you have thoughts, questions, ideas regarding our positional series and, and what we're talking about now with the wide receivers, go ahead and dial us up at 813-444-5841. Now you need to make your second listen of the day, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It is also free and available on all platforms. Check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82. 
and at Bucks underscore nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.